Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm B. And you've discovered The Energy to Heal, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. In seasons of struggle, it's obvious what's wrong, but somehow fixing what's broken seems impossible. Here you'll learn about Splunkna, a faith-based method for breakthrough that will allow you to get unstuck and move towards freedom. It allows you to connect the dots that led you into hardship in the first place and release and restore what's holding you back. Splunkna brings together the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of an issue. This whole person approach leads to lasting change when compared to traditional methods. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Energy to Heal podcast. Uh, I'm Laura. We got B here and a special guest today, Tiffany Sturms, who is the administrative director of Splunkna and has been trained in Splunkna since 2008. Now, I briefly met you, Tiffany, when I got to my master's training, um, but really quick before this show started, you were giving me a very quick recap of your story, and I am so excited to dive into it and for myself and everyone else here listening to hear your story. Um, now, when we were kind of brainstorming about, okay, what do we want your episode to be about when you come on, you had mentioned talking about labels that get placed on people. And sometimes those labels are given even by doctors. And those labels have a way of kind of stunting our growth or the way we look at ourselves, it kind of puts a roof on how far we're able to go in life. And you have personally experienced those labels being taken off of you and it really trans transforming your life, largely um, just due to the Lord's healing and how he used Splunkna to get you there. So um, do you want to just share a little bit about um, why that was at the forefront of your mind as something that felt so important for you to share, especially in the realm of things you wish people knew, maybe people who have had those labels placed on them. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I I think it's really important to know who you are. So my whole life, I didn't know who I was. I had all of these kind of labels put on me or said about me, like um, I was a moody child or hyper or difficult or um, mouthy throughout my life. Even in my young adult life, I was known as emotional or dramatic or mm. harsh. Um, and I didn't know who I was. I was always trying to fix this or fix that? Or why am I feeling this way? Or, um, and just not being validated in who I really was. And God started healing that and pulling off those labels and showing me through my Splunkna healing, my personal Splunkna healing that these, this doesn't define who I am. So mm -hmm. that's a little bit about me um, and those labels. I didn't know at the time that those labels were actually signs and symptoms of my trauma as a child mm. growing up. And mm. so I was actually responding and reacting from trauma and people didn't realize they were just giving me these labels. And at some point in my life, I started taking over and labeling myself. And oh, wow. so I would push myself against the wall or um, not speak out or not do something because it would be too dramatic or it would be too mm -hmm. moody or 
you know, I avoided conflict like the plague because that's too dramatic or maybe mm. I was feeling what I was feeling wasn't right. Um, and so as that started to be healed, I really started to learn who I really was and that I'm good with me. Oh, I'm okay wow. with who I am and God's okay with who I am. So it's almost like your you thought your personality was argumentative and full of drama and exactly. I'm just a, I'm a, just a difficult person that's just who I am. Yeah. And then yeah. in this healing process you realized who I am is underneath all of that but it's buried under these layers of trying yes. to survive abuse or trauma or however that showed up for yeah. you. Well, exactly. I want to kind of point out this generational shift that took place. So my story and Tiffany's stories could be like, like overlapped. We have so much in common. We have so many labels that I, mm. she says a label and I'm like, Oh, me too. Like, I remember that. I remember being this, this sensitive, overly emotional, you know, drama queen. And when we were little, we just kind of collected the labels. We just collected mm -hmm. the, the, the problem child type things, the emotional outburst type diagnoses, but those diagnoses were not formal. They were just people's sort of judgments of our trouble of our, what made us difficult to parent. Like I, that was, that's one that's really relatable for me. Um, mm -hmm. And then we moved into this kind of season of wanting to put a label on a child that is a formal diagnosis so that we can medicate, we can treat, we can, you know, help a child who's struggling. But in between those two things, it was almost like there's a lot that's lost in all of that. And when I look at you, Tiffany, and I think about you as a little girl, I think about like you were lost in all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The other yeah, thing I think I, about it, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, the other thing I think about is when somebody labels you as difficult, then your behavior requires punishment. But when someone exactly. labels you as hurt from trauma, then your behavior requires care and healing and mm -hmm. therapy. So those labels mm -hmm. can be so dangerous because it it dictates the way people address you. What you needed was compassion and healing and nurturing. And what you probably got was eye rolls and punishment and shame, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and as I got older, I I started this idea that I wasn't lovable as the person who God designed me, that all of these mm -hmm. behaviors, all of these reactions and responses it, were not lovable. And so um, abuse in, you know, teenage dating relationships, um, I felt like that was normal because I wasn't lovable. So I wasn't, nobody was going to respect me because mm -hmm. I was too dramatic or I was too moody. And mm -hmm. then into my marriage, it was really hard. My husband for years would say, I love you. And I'd be like, mm -hmm, yep. Okay. And not until probably 10 years into our marriage that I was like really believed him. Mm. And he tried, you know, it wasn't, he was showing love so well. I just was trying to get off all of these labels and layers that 
how could he love me if I'm dramatic or hyper or moody or, mm-hmm. you know, all of these diagnoses? Mm-hmm. You didn't have a place to receive his his words. You couldn't you couldn't land exactly. anywhere on you. Yeah. Exactly. So can you tell me what was your Splunkna healing journey like? What did you do to come out on the other side of that? Um, so it's just, it's layers by layers. So, um, about 25 years ago, I started my healing process. My siblings and I, um, sat together and talked for the first time in the real, this is what happened to us. This was not okay. And we need to do something about it. And so we did, we started, um, seeing a chiropractor and he said, he was doing um, EFT and he sent us to um, a, a therapist um, who went to our church and she was developing Splunkna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Sarah Thiessen who did Splunkna. Um, and I started seeing her and as labels, as each thing came up, so um, I would be feeling a certain thing and or a certain way. And as we worked, it was like, okay, is that rational? Is that true? She would validate my feelings and emotions in those, those sessions. But the real is where it was rooted in. So if it was something like, um, I was feeling like, like my husband didn't love me. And it links back to abandonment as a child. Mm -hmm. You know, I, was raised by a stepdad. I was lied to for years that he was biological and found out by a neighbor that he wasn't. And so mm. it's it's those kind of those roots were actually fueling the reactions and responses from things that I was going through in real life time that I didn't even realize. I knew I was feeling it. I just didn't know why. And so over the years, I mean, I don't even remember how many years um, of peeling back years and years of trauma, um, I started to realize, and I can see now when I'm, what I'm feeling, is it really about this moment or is it a response or reaction from past trauma and Mm -hmm. that's when i know okay so i need what's the truth and what's the lie in what is really happening in lifetime you're able to have kind of a rational mindset about it all exactly instead of getting swept up in your emotion exactly Mm. so when did you feel like when did you start to notice like okay i think i'm noticing myself thinking different i'm feeling like layers of healing are coming on me from these Splunkna sessions I'm doing. Did you, do you have a memory or was it just slow over time? Oh, that's actually a funny question. Um, it's funny because it's funny. The answer is funny. Um, <laughs> so I did notice change. I noticed um, in my family, my friends, my husband, they all noticed a more of an evenness in my behavior and how I was having more rational reactions, mm. but not until. So um, I was having a conversation with a very dear friend of mine, and we were talking about a very specific diagnosis, and she was describing the behavior. And 
in the moment, I was like, wait, you're talking about me. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm talking about something else, a, a different person, a different, a client. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, you're describing me and how I used to be. And and in that moment, I had this light bulb go off uh, where God was reminding me, this is where I have brought you out of. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This is healable. People who live in these spaces can be healed. And it's it's such a gentle sweetness that I didn't even know it at the time mm-hmm. until somebody was describing it. I just wasn't doing it anymore. I wasn't behaving in those traits or actions anymore. We I just, love that. We just released an episode about creative emotions. And I was telling Laura, like, I didn't have a frame for that. I, they, mm-hmm. That's why they're so exciting because the many creative emotions are. It's like the first time you you're getting to experience it. Can I? Yeah. I want to shed some light on what I would say is a common criticism of Splunkna. So this, what I mean by this, is there are Christians who are nervous that uh, Splunkna is New Age or it's hokey pokey or whatever the criticism is. And I have had many people say things like, God heals it. God has the healing for you. You just have to go to God. I would like to have a very, as detailed as we can, conversation about why God would not have been able to reach you and put you in that precious place with all of that positive identity without having some of the negative pulled off, those layers pulled off first. So um, as as a kid, I grew up going to church. I grew up going to um, Bible school, vacation Bible school, um, all of those things. I knew who God was. Um, I had a very, um, I felt deep connection with God. But I also looked at God as a, like a dictator. Like, um, mm-hmm. he didn't really care that much because mm-hmm. he let me go through. Um, he gave me the family that he gave me. Um, he didn't keep my biological dad around kind of thing. Um, he let me find out in these ways and, and him and I kind of had this push pull, um, relationship of, I don't know if he really cares so much about me. He loves me like my dad loves me or my stepdad loves me or, you know, and Mm -hmm. I remember a a very defining moment of in these sessions, um, there were several sessions just relational between God and I, just on how I viewed him or Mm -hmm. how I was angry at him and how um, when those, those layers have come off it's i can see him in such a different light i can see him as the loving father that he is but also the just god that he is in not that he is trying to um that he's mean and and just sitting up on high letting me be abused he really Mm -hmm. was there in every moment of every trauma grieving and and trying to help me through it. But before that defining moment, before those labels came off, I could not see him in any other way. Literally, I tell people it's like, it's like looking through layers of, of cloth, like, um, Mm. like, um, 
lace. Like you have all these different layers of lace and you can't see, you can see an image behind it, but you can't see through it. And as each one of those layers are pulled down or ripped off, you can start to see that image more clearly. And that's, I, that's how I, my healing relationally with God, that's how I know this, the way he's healed me is from him because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to see him any other way. Wow. That's really cool. Um, you had mentioned kind of like a typical client that you tend to work with or you really enjoy working with. And they're typically people who have had a lot of very limiting labels placed on them. And some of them even by practitioners, by doctors. Do you want to talk a little bit about how this shows up in your personal practice? Yeah. And um, before so we dive into that, can we talk about, you shared with us before we started this, the word diagnosis. I want to touch on that in relation to the labels. And then, I, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but I think that's important. So diagnoses are just really, um, they're identifying a, a symptom or a sign. So um, when we get diagnoses, it's the knowledge can be good, but sometimes people take that as a finale. They, mm -hmm. they take that as the end all. And that is not true. When you start to heal those signs and symptoms, you no longer have the diagnoses. And so mm -hmm. I have worked with all kinds of clients who have different diagnoses. Um, so in, in my practice, um, I see all kinds of people, um, from all different ages, um, who have been labeled either by people or by doctors, but they, they, I co-partner with whoever they're working with. And so that means I work with, um, licensed therapists or doctors who are, or counselors who are prescribing medications, who have given a diagnosis to help alleviate those signs and symptoms. So we can work hand in hand. I've worked with a lot of different clients. I've worked with um, a, a therapist who had a practice for reactive attachment disorder, um, worked when her clients would get stuck in what they were doing she would send them to me. We would work on some layers and then they would learn new patterns and behaviors with her. And so mm -hmm. we would partner together. I, I love working with anyone who is struggling, trying to find who they are. I don't know who I am that those are the kind of things that they will write. I don't know my identity. I don't know, um, who I am in this marriage. I don't know who I am as a person, those kind of things. Um, and so, or they'll say, well, I'm, I am dot, dot, dot. I am sure. borderline. I am um, depressed. I am, you know, and so I, I like working with clients who are, can see those kind of things and say, but I don't want that to define me. I don't want this to be my finale. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that anymore mm -hmm. because they really aren't. When you pull back all those layers of trauma, they really are who God designed them to be aside from all of that. I am not unlovable. I am not 
hyper. I'm not emotionally dramatic or unstable. I'm not those things. I am caring and I am passionate and I am reserved in some ways, but sometimes direct and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I just wonder how many people have never met themselves before because there are so many layers of yeah, response exactly. responding to life and trauma. They, you could be 30 years old before you meet yourself for the first time. Exactly. It's funny because I, um, a lot of my clients that's in our, when we pray, that's in our prayers, uh, in kind of like ending a session is may you get to really introduce yourself to you. May mm-hmm. you really find who God really designed you to be, you mm. know, those kind of things. So. I can't imagine how shocking it would be to go your entire life thinking you are one way and just thinking that's just who I am. It's just part of my personality. And then realizing wait, that's not who I am. That's just a symptom. Oh my word, that changes everything. Exactly. Talk about hope. Too, like what what you're describing is not, and we had this conversation on our episode about Noah. Remember when I said Noah was so lucky that you guys didn't label him. He was so lucky Mm -hmm. that you guys prepared a space for him to come out of it. Because when you're being labeled, when you are the problem, Oftentimes you're a part of a family system that's so dysfunctional. They mm-hmm. just choose a scapegoat to pin everything on. And so there right. are other mental health issues happening within that toxic family system. And so when you heal, when you meet yourself for the first time, you come into a family system that is like, Mm-mm, you play a role in this and your role is scapegoat. And that practicing, that balance is like, oh my gosh, can you, why don't you describe it? Because, you know, it, it's the, a big the deal. Practicing. Yeah. When, when you, it's, it's like they're meeting you for the first time. And sometimes people try to pull you back into old patterns. And when you don't, they don't know what to do with themselves. Um, and so there were times where like my family would expect or like my husband would expect a response and it wouldn't happen. And it was almost jaw dropping, you know, um, like they didn't know what to do with themselves, <laughs> you know? And so that it, and also when people change, so, you know, people, I will have somebody come as a client and then their family will start coming because they have noticed such a change that they're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to like, something's happened here. So I want whatever that is. How did that happen? And it's, it's just meeting the Lord and acknowledging what the real truth is that you, this isn't you, this isn't, like you said about Noah, it's, it's, that's not him. Mm-hmm. He is so much more than just that or, you know. Mm-hmm. If someone were to say to you, okay, I want to come and do these sessions with you and I have all this anxiety or depression or whatever it is, what do you tell people when they say, how long should I plan to do sessions? Because mm-hmm. I get that question a lot. That one's a hard one. I tell them it's drops in a bucket. 
So if mm-hmm. your your trauma is a bucket and uh, or your healing is a bucket, and if you've worked years, many, many drops, sometimes cup loads of in that bucket, it may be a few sessions. Sometimes it may be a lot longer. It just really depends on you and the trauma and your relationship with God. I've had clients who I've seen for years. I have clients who I've seen in one or two sessions. And so it really just depends on the client. It also depends on where are they willing to go? It For me, it took longer sometimes because I was avoidant of mm-hmm. some of my traumas. I didn't want to look at certain things. Um, I didn't want there to be more. And so I avoided for, there's been a few years or off and on, and I still kind of tend to avoid certain things. Um, And I know to recognize when I'm avoidant. And so that's when I really know I I need to do a session or have a session myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it just really depends. Um, You know, I've had clients who really, really want to be healed. And I have clients who come in and say, I just want to want. Mm. Yeah. And so it just, I want to want to be healed. Mm-hmm. And so it just really depends on the client and where they are. So it, it's an, that's a really hard question. And I think that's why we all um, get all of the, the practitioners get, I, we're not the only ones who get that question. Um, a lot of practitioners get that question. Um, and it's hard to say. And I, I just tell them until the symptom lifts, really, until the the reaction or response has changed for you, that's how we know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when, I, when we... T- when you just... Sorry. I, you can tell we're so... This is such, like, so important. Such good stuff. We're both, like, at the edge of our seats. Do you want to go? Sorry. No. Go ahead. Now we're strangers fighting over our guest. We always joke that we're strangers getting to know each other on a podcast. Yeah. Um, when you describe the layers, when you describe the la- the labels, the diagnosis, it's like the only part of you that people have met is the reaction. Mm-hmm. And then that reaction takes on this relational diagnosis. And I know for me, the those borderline tendencies, those those reactions, and those labels, mm-hmm. they come with a a really sharp defensiveness, right? Like, because we know we're more underneath, but no one has ever taken the time to see what's really there. Like, you, those traits have never been loved on and nurtured and pulled to the exactly. surface. Exactly. I actually attribute my marriage to that. My husband is a very strong person who could see past all those labels and that's why he fought through all of this with me and and because he knew it was so much more than just those labels he saw past Mm -hmm. those Mm. and so that's been I, i attribute my marriage lasting 25 years to that that's incredible because it's human nature to selfishly be like i don't have to put up with this i don't deserve you to react to me like this of course because he didn't he didn't do any of the traumas and yet he was paying for them in Mm -hmm. how i responded and acted to him Mm. and it's not fair and and i would not you know I, i would definitely understand if he ever did feel that way um 
but thank God he didn't. Thank God he pushed through. Thank God he did his own work. Thank God he had his own Splunkness sessions to deal with those types of labels. And also, you know, in our marriage, statistically, we shouldn't be married. We were married young. We were married with traumas in our past. And so, and we were, we were having children very early. And so it was, it, I, I tell him every day or well, most days, we, we beat the statistics, wow. <laughs> you know, we're not, we aren't one of them in that, that number. We did the work, we fought the good fight and kept God in, in the center of that. And so thank God, I, I also attribute our Splunkna work, how we've healed to our marriage. God knew that we needed those layers gone to keep us mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. So um I have a a little TikTok channel that I have that addresses emotional and relational health and emotional intelligence and how that plays into our marriages and our parenting. So I hear often from couples all over the nation and this kind of dynamic that you talk about shows up in so many of the comments of people who are struggling in their marriages. Would you, um, I say that because I know there are a lot of people listening to this that are going to be able to relate to this dynamic you're talking about. Would you share a little bit about um, your project coming up and what people can be looking for on the horizon if they're hearing you talk and be like, oh my gosh, that's my spouse and I, we are stuck in there, but we don't know what to do mm -hmm. next. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was, um, my husband and I have been married. We're, I'm going to celebrate our 25th year. And so throughout those years, um, I, I never was able to look and see about his trauma. I was always focused on my healing, my trauma. I need to be better. I need to do differently. I need to heal this. Mm -hmm. And, um, what was kind of going on in our marriage. And so um, him and I, we have talked and um, through uh, different channels have decided to, we're going to launch a podcast about marriage and it's going to come from both dynamics, a person who is has borderline tendencies or any other labels, any other diagnoses, anything and their spouse and from both perspectives and and how to heal those how to stay strong what kept us together because i'm telling you it was not easy for him it was not i in the first probably 10 years of our marriage was a battle um and so what really happened in that and working with clients in this. So I, I work with couples, married couples, um, sometimes together and sometimes one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I don't have a preference of either or. I think it's great both ways. And so healing their marriage and because I'm 100% for marriage, if you can try to heal and work it out, you have to have two people who are willing to do their work. I'm willing to do mine. My husband's willing to do his. And that bridges this gap in that we are both willing to do the work. There is a reason to keep it together at that point. Mm -hmm. Try to, as much as possible, heal what God has brought together. I know sometimes that that is not the case, and that's really hard. So working with divorced 
spouses is also a very um, on my heart of healing those because eventually you will want to have a new relationship. Eventually you will want to be remarried. And if you were still in those spaces of old patterns, old behaviors, old reactions and responses, the second marriage won't work. Mm -hmm. It will be like a do-over and, and you're doing the same things and it's not going to last. And so having those healthier, um, spaces and responses and reactions, healing past wounds and traumas will help you to stay connected, keep God in the center, focus on what's important is your relationship, your your connection to each other and mm -hmm. healing and, and working as a team together. Kind yeah. Of and so, so that's, that's what we're planning. Yeah. So this is in do. the new stages. It is Yes. about to be birthed, but hasn't yet. So when this episode rolls out, if that is up and rolling, we will put the name of that podcast in the show notes. And if not, we are going to have Tiffany back on and we will have that podcast name and how to find it for you in future episodes. Um, I do want to tell you though, if you're in the Colorado area, um, Tiffany does have her own Splunkna practice. You can find her information if you're wanting, needing to get some Splunkna sessions in. And some of this is just hitting home for you. Um, her practice is called Renewed Hope and you can find her on the Splunkna website, which we also will put in the show notes. Um, I think the biggest thing I hear you saying and I want to reemphasize for the listeners is when you keep saying this word, healing. We are referring to emotional healing. The stuff you've been through has no doubt crowded some spaces inside your body, in your brain, and it feels like it's coming up in your personality. And there's actually a separation between who you are and how you react in life, how you show up in the world. And if you can see that gap, if you can see that separation, it kind of creates a new hope like maybe this isn't my forever. Maybe yeah, I can exactly. actually come out on the other side of this and I could discover what's underneath all those layers mm -hmm. that are forcing me to show up as um, a rug that people walk all over or a mm -hmm. very reactive person that yells at everybody all the time or someone who can't trust a single soul. Mm -hmm. And if you're curious about what's underneath those layers, that's where we really encourage you to do the work that Tiffany's talking about. Go find a counselor, go get some Splunkna sessions. Um, yeah. When it's you... Funny. Yeah, it's go ahead. It's funny we use the word... It's funny that we use the word work because I keep thinking about it's actually the only work we have to do is show up. <laughs> That's not hard. Right. Show up. Yeah. And it's Sit a lot of work couch. to keep up the, the, to keep up the facade, to keep up the responding and the reacting to the past traumas. That's a lot of work too. So yeah. really you're just yeah. choosing what kind of work do you want to do? Exactly. <laughs> because one is maybe more, uh, up front, a lot of work, but the peace and joy that comes out on the other side is tremendous. And the other one is just work that never stops. Yeah, exactly. Tiffany, the other thank end. you for giving this, these, so let me, let me, I want to make sure I say this the way that I want to say, like not rush. Cause this make, this has been a, an emotional episode for me. This is an important topic that I, you know, can relate to 
thank you for giving the healing side of this, the healed side of voice and a face, because there, there's fear in letting go of the negatives mm-hmm. and not knowing what's on the other side and how people are going to treat you and how people are going to receive you and how you'll be loved. And there's so much beauty in it. And you just embody that. And this was such, such a great episode. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, thank you for letting me share. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say before we let you go here is you had touched very briefly on you have people in your clientele that work with you and they work with a licensed therapist or a doctor as well. And I just want to distinctly say in Splunkna, that is actually a requirement that if you have had a medical label placed on you, like uh, severe depression or um, bipolar or anything like that, it is very beneficial. And we are so excited and um, willing and wanting to work with you as a Splunkna practitioner in that it is also a requirement that in that place you're working with a licensed doctor. That's how Splunkna works. That's the way they train us um, so that you are, you're not bailing on everything else just to come do Splunkna. We're working in partnership, working on those emotional things that can be healed that are showing up in physical and mental symptoms at the doctor's office. So anyway, exactly. thanks. Thanks for coming on. You guys will see and hear more from Tiffany in the future. Uh, So many more stories to share. Yeah, it's, it's been such a delight. So thanks for being here. Thank you. 